0: Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. Exploring solutions to the mental health crisis. This is Mind Medicine on today's news talk, TNT Radio. Welcome,
1: welcome to the show. On Sunday night in Melbourne, where it's seven o'clock great to be with you it's 6 p.m at night on sunday at the gold coast the home of tnt radio midnight on saturday night at la so for all of you driving back hopefully not in a drunken stupor maybe if you're a passenger that's okay but um hope you're listening as well and it's 9 a.m in budapest in the heart of europe where my parents came from many many years ago It's great to be with you. I am Charles Coves, Australasia's passion provocateur, and for over 30 years I've been provoking people to pursue their passion. This show, Mind Medicine, is all about how and why mind matters and how to keep yours in great shape. We find, discover new ideas to provoke new ways of thinking about your life and life generally. We look for insights into mental health issues and health issues of all descriptions. And to that end, this program is brought to you in association with Mind Medicine Australia. And that organization was founded five years ago by Tanya Deong and Peter Hunt with the aim of legalizing psychedelic drugs in particular psilocybin and MDMA. And the great news is that from the 1st of July last year, after four and a half years of work, those two psychedelic drugs were approved. And they are creating great results for people right around, you know, in, in Australia, the trials that have been done are amazing. And people who have been struggling on pharmaceutical drugs for 10, 15 years, not getting any better, two or three courses of psilocybin or MDMA for different for different issues in association with psychiatric and therapeutic advice or therapeutic health professional help is creating outstanding results. In fact, yesterday's Australian newspaper had a big article on a lady called Ms Danko, who is one of the first first patients prescribed by a psychiatrist, and the, the process is underway. It's a wonderful breakthrough, and Australia is a world leader in this space. We also talk about health, and very relevant with my guest today, Linda Joy Ben. In My definition of health is based on the Hungarian word for health, agersheg, which means wholeness, being whole. And my definition of health that I've been teaching for over 30 years since I left my legal career is that health is the unique optimal balance for you, unique and optimal balance for you of mental, physical and spiritual elements. We will unpack that wholeness because that's what Linda is focused on, I look forward to introducing you to her shortly. We talk about passion and its impact on your mental health. And here's my promise to you. When you are pursuing your passion, your mental health problems reduce. Why? Because passion comes from your soul and thinking and fear comes from your mind. When you come from your soul, there's less space for fear and fear is the source of many, many, many health problems. So I urge you as a passion provocateur to discover and pursue your passion. Now, before I introduce Linda, I've got a couple of things I want to say. It's Melbourne. It's a hot day. It's 35 degrees here in Melbourne. It will be hot for the next three days. It's been a particularly cool summer, I must say. So for all of those who think there's global warming, I call BS on that. There is no global warming. There's no climate emergency. As you well know, if you're a regular TNT viewer, TNT listener, you will know that's true. We are being sold a lie. Now, I've got some important breaking news. This weekend, the President of Hungary, Kotalin Novak, resigned as President. As too did Judith Varga, the Justice Minister of Hungary two highly successful women at the peak of Hungarian politics. Why did they resign? They resigned after significant political pressure over the past few weeks. and by the way, I met Kotalin Novak here in Melbourne in October last year. She came to visit in to commemorate the Hungarian uprising that happened in October. 1956, the 23rd of October 1956. I met her personally. She was a big Hungarian. There's a big Hungarian event here in Melbourne. She has now resigned, as says Judith Varga, because of a pardon that she gave in her capacity as president, and that, was, that required the approval of the Justice Minister a pardon for a convicted pedophile. Now, regular viewers and listeners will know. I am as hard against pedophiles as anybody could possibly be. I'm a great supporter of Tim Ballard, Ballard's work, his movie The Sound of Freedom, the pedophilia that is rampant in high places right around the world, and The Sound of Freedom says a global annual basis of sex of child tra- child trafficking of over 150 billion dollars a year. I have it on good authority. From excellent authority, that both Kotalin Novak and Judith Varga were pressured by pedophile rings to grant that pardon. They were pressured, they granted the pardon to this person, and they are now paying the price. The real interesting question is who are these people that pressured the president and the justice minister? of Hungary. There's going to be a lot to play out about this because this is the pointy end of the spear of the power of these pedophile rings. They can force presidents of countries to grant pardons to people who should not be pardoned. The president was on TV this weekend apologising for her mistake in granting the pardon. Judith Varga has said she's exiting politics. This is pretty serious, heavy-duty stuff. Along that same line, I am working with Keith Bullfin, my guest from some two weeks ago, an expert in child trafficking and money laundering. and He is organising an anti-money laundering conference in Melbourne and Sydney in June of this year. You see, it's it's money laundering that enables a lot of this child trafficking to happen, and Keith Bullfin and his team are on a mission to wipe out paedophilia. It is a scourge. It is out. It is a huge, huge problem. There's been more. I'll be telling you more about this anti-money laundering conference, but it's 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 dark money that enables these activities to happen. Now. The other big thing that's happened in Australia, the Albanese government is attacking small business. It ran through new legislation during the week, making it a crime for an employer to contact his employees out of office hours. That is outrageous. It is an attack on small business. Only big business could possibly comply with this nonsense. Big business and unions and labour are colluding to wipe out small business. I call on all small businesses to understand the threat that's being imposed upon you. I was a lawyer for 20 years. These laws are unjust. They are immoral. They are unethical. They are unfair. They must be resisted. Now, I'm somewhat passionate about these topics, as you probably know. And during the week, you know, the farmer, the protest that happened in Canberra on Tuesday against farmland being taken for renewable energy. Farmers need to keep protesting. This is, there is no climate emergency. There is no reason to take away Australia's wonderful agricultural land. The last piece of editorial is around Dick, uh, Daniel Andrews. I call him Dick Dan. He's retired as premier. And all the state premiers who who, who, um, who ruled over the COVID lockdowns, they've all gone. Every single one of the premiers, six of them. And in the news on Friday, uh, Daniel Andrews did not turn up at the farewell, Dick Dan did not turn up at the farewell of Neil Mitchell, famous broadcaster, refused to go on his radio program famously. And whenever Dick Dan's name gets mentioned, including at a recent charity function, his name is roundly booed. I'm all in favour of that. We need to hold politicians who behave badly to account for the rest of their days. They cannot walk out of parliament, out of politics, and then be treated like demigods. No, we have to hold them to account so that those in power today don't dare to behave as badly as Daniel Andrews did. All right, lots of other things to share. We haven't got time. I've got to introduce Linda Joy Ben to you. But just remember, the science is never settled. Spread the TNT word. This is a wonderful place of no political correctness, of a desire for truth, of a desire for freedom. There's no wokeness on this radio station, and there's no censorship of what I say. And I urge you, choose to be happy. You don't have to wait for circumstances to be perfect for you to choose to be happy. You can be happy in the midst of the challenges that you face. I am, I've got a bucket load of challenges. I promise you, you can make that choice. Be happy, choose to be happy while you spend a lot of time watching and listening to TNT. You can contact me by email, Charles at charles.covest.com. If you have any questions, put them in the online chat. We're happy, I'm happy to discuss any of them and lots of other things, but I want to introduce Linda Joy Ben. Linda is a, an amazing cancer survivor. She is a health and wellness expert. She is understands the mental, spiritual, and physical elements of health. I'm going to let her tell you about her health journey. But Linda cured herself from cancer, and I'm busting to hear that story because it takes great courage to push back against the medical system and not take their advice. And you know my views, regular viewers and listeners, the medical fraternity is wonderful, wonderful in emergency situations, but if there's no point going to, the, to doctors to ask them to keep you healthy. That's not their area of expertise. Linda Joy Ben, welcome to the show. And by the way, Linda is also... The founder of the Ben Method, I also want you to unpack that, but welcome, Linda. Thank you so much,
2: Charles. Fantastic to be here with you.
1: Well, let's get to the guts of it about the, the courage that you had to not listen to the doctors and to cure yourself of cancer. Tell us that story.
2: It was back in 1990 when I was diagnosed. And at the time, I was emotionally very stressed and I, like, well, basically it was all emotional stress from my family. And I knew I needed to get out of the country. And that's when I went on a three-year walkabout and I traveled to the US, and that's where I met my spiritual teacher, who was the pivotal point in my life that basically changed my life. Um, He was so gifted, and he told me, that if I keep going down this path, well, then, yeah, I wouldn't be here today. But what he did was help me to understand why I created the cancer and also why I chose my family and the roles that we're all playing and then helping me to understand what my purpose in this life was which is what put me on this holistic health journey of connecting mind body spirit and so having that whole big picture and new perspective is what helped me to heal my body and and definitely with his help um That's why I'm here today because I learnt so much from him um, over several months of just learning, listening to him and learning more about myself and and why I created the cancer. It was all suppressed emotions. So
1: so how did you resist the pressure Mm. of the doctors to say, no, no, Linda, don't do it yourself. You can't do it yourself. You can only do it by having having chemo and radiotherapy and blah blah blah. How did you how did you resist that? well obviously your spiritual guru helped but you made that decision.
2: Well I left the country.
1: <laughs> oh okay that's how you did it
2: <laughs> it's like no the doctors said you you cannot leave and I said you know what I'm I've got to go for my mental health because I knew by staying in Australia uh, it was just it was going to spiral down. I, I was not happy. Um, I, I was brought up in a very dysfunctional, abusive family that didn't understand my spirituality or understand me, and so being different to them, there were I was you know ostracized and misunderstood. But and. The emotions that I suppressed was a lot of sadness, a lot of hurt, and and just feeling rejected and abandoned. So all of that festered into the cancer.
1: So tell me, I, I love the idea. I love the idea. I mean, I'm a big fan of... Reincarnation. I don't know whether it is it, it exists or not, but I've been to spiritual guides and healers and kinesiologists who have told me they've gone and looked at my past life. I de- I absolutely believe we have a spiritual life, of course. Yes. And the question of whether I've been here or not. I love the idea that I selected my parents, yes. and you selected your parents, absolutely. and that my kids selected me. My five children selected me as their father.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and we all do. So as a soul, we come into these physical bodies and we all have past lives, whether we believe it or not. So I chose as a soul to come into this life in order to survive it, but I also chose the family who have killed me in several lives. And, and so that was a lot of karma because many lifetimes ago any spiritual work that you did you were called a witch you were burnt at the stake you were poisoned you were you know it was like a threat and so now in this reality that we're living in now uh it's more accepted and just the last 10 years mainly, it's like consciousness is definitely lifted up on the planet and there's more and more people that are open to spiritual beliefs and more open to um, energy work and more of the metaphysical and they're really learning new skills that they had um, pushed away before
1: so yes i i think i think that is that is beautifully put the times are a changing for 30 years i've been talking about spiritual matters having left the law to do that we will unpack some more of that um i'm with linda joy ben we've got to go to well got to go to bank. listen to these wonderful ads on tnt they're, they're most interesting i love listening to tnt as we'll be back after these messages tnt's
0: steve Molsberg. if a president could be prosecuted for things he did, which he believed and was advised by his lawyers, what what was was the duty of the president to do? And then after the fact, after he's president, he could be prosecuted. The example has come up today many times. Well, when Joe Biden leaves office, he could be prosecuted for not securing the border. Barack Obama, um, okayed drone strikes against American citizens overseas. He could be prosecuted for murder. I mean. This opens up a whole can of worms. Um, Pandora's box, I think, is the term that, uh, that Trump used. Steve Molsberg on today's News Talk TNT. When you can point me to an industry, to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans, that's real. That's substantive. That's important and that reach, and that touch point, and that daily reinforcement. It's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Ladies and gentlemen. Today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio.
1: Well, we're back. The spiritual realms we were touching on before we went to that break. And my first book, Passionate, uh, Passionate People Produce was published by Hay House. Now, Hay House, a multi-million dollar publishing empire founded by mm-hmm. Louise Hay. And Louise Hay was a deeply spiritual woman who, Linda, I'm sure you know, she...
2: Yeah, I met her.
1: <laughs> Wonderful, yeah, good. I met her on a few occasions too because that Hay House were my publishers. Yeah. And, you know, so this, this, this understanding of the spiritual elements of our lives and how it relates to our health. so. So I'm totally open. You see, you see this idea of oh no, you can't talk about this in terms of spirituality. No, we you know you look at the I was raised as I was raised a Catholic. Catholic. The Catholics are taught they've got a guardian angel, but if you talk about guardian angels, you're going woo woo. So give us give us your perspective of the spiritual realms and that you learned from your spiritual guru. His name was Dale, I believe. you know give us some ways that you think about give our, our our audience some ways to think about these spiritual realms the way that you do
2: well we're a soul in this body and we chose to be here at this time what dale helped me to understand is I resisted coming back um, to the earth at this time. I was in spirit for about a thousand years, and then Spirit went, "You know what? You've got to go back." and uh, And so, he actually painted a p- painting for me of me in this life and several of my past lives, and explained what the key areas were that I actually uh, brought through in that life. So it. We come here to learn and grow, and it's all for our soul's evolution and growth. And then we reincarnate and come back to have different experiences uh, with different, well, upbringings, different people, um, born in different countries. So whatever we signed up in order to learn and grow now, my soul, I resonate more with the Palladian, so I know that I'm a star seed, and I know that I came here for a much bigger mission on this per um, on this planet, and I'm here to fulfill that. So shifting consciousness, expanding awareness just is like music to my ears. Though when I was talking about that twenty years ago, um, no one really understood what I was saying. And and from my background uh, doing all the uh, musculoskeletal and body work and energy work and healing and then moving, um, evolving in my business, doing more of the coaching and training and workshops, it's when I w- saw that, oh, my God, people have got the, these pain and aches and whatever going on in their body but it comes from the mind you can't fix the physical body with the mind that created it so that was a big uh aha for me and that's when I got more into the coaching and empowering people to heal their own body I've healed myself of cancer I've healed myself of autoimmune and and depression and suicide and, uh, you know, other labels, and they're just labels. And And what I really encourage people is don't give your power away to any medical profession or practitioners or therapists. It's like you have all the answers within you and it's about trusting your heart, your soul, and really listening and being true to yourself your true, authentic self.
1: You so. had the gift, you had the gift of Dale, you found Dale, and now you're continuing that work. Yeah. So let's talk about the Ben method, because because it, for people who are struggling, you know, it's it's really hard to imagine that they can get out of the dark hole that they might be in for whatever, well, whilst this is the My Medicine program, we're talking about health, and it's, it's all one anyway. Yeah. So, in your, in your, what are this? What are some of the techniques that you can get people to start to get excited about? Hey, I, you can lift yourself. You can heal yourself. You don't need to rely on drugs. And, and to that end, by the way, I'm um, um, Julie and I have started watching an amazing or well, a very interesting show called Louder Milk, which is about a guy working with addicted people and is brutally honest and it shows you that the dramas are being brutally honest and I'm delighted that you're being brutally honest with our audience about your perspectives on the spiritual realm. So tell us some things that you teach to help people lift themselves out of these dark places.
2: Well, I've been teaching meditation for, for years. I also teach a workshop um, called Palawa Healing, which shifts consciousness, expands awareness and connects all 12 strands of DNA, and that connects you back to your higher self. So it's really reconnecting them back to who they truly were, um, well, they've before they came into these physical bodies, but re reminding them of who they are as a soul, and and then helping them to believe in themselves. So yes, there's meditation. I've got a bunch of tools that I also teach. um So they are more embodied, and they start feeling. And
1: and this so is it's it's this sense of getting back our power. Yes. You know, now now so in, so we can intellectualise that power. You know. So oh yes, you all have that and. And you know, I'm a big fan. I knew I met Wayne Dyer on a number of occasions, and Deepak Chopra, I, I know, and yes. you know, and all these yeah. teachers and people have had their lives had their lives changed. To go, gosh, imagine feeling powerful in an environment that we live in where government does not want you to feel powerful. I'm convinced, and I've known that. That's why I stopped being a lawyer. Yeah, I knew, and and where the passion link comes in. Is that when you're pursuing your passion, you're coming from your heart space, from your soul, from your spirit. My definition of passion is a source of unlimited energy from your soul, your spirit, your heart that enables you to produce extraordinary results. So, mm. so you're coming from this space and then then you're not coming from fear right and so this this, yes. this it's tapping into this power you know not being driven by fear and it seems to me that what you're sharing with us is that is that the fear live, living from fear is a cancer producer
2: absolutely there is only two emotions love and fear and you have a choice and 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 everyone has a choice and the only difference between you and i and everyone else out there is the choices that you make so when you really step into your power and believe in yourself and feel what is true for you and then make the choices that make you feel good, that make you feel strong, well, then that that elevates your energy. So you can choose to be happy and joyful. Actually, um, when I lived in the US, I was working part-time at this very luxurious spa in Sonoma. And one of the ladies that I've worked with, you know, I'd come to work and she went, Wow, Linda, you are always so happy. You must have had a really happy childhood. And I my response was, I choose to be happy. She had no idea about my childhood, my background, or or anything. And and it's like everything is a choice. We all have a story. We've all gone through trauma. We've all um, gone to the depths, but it's about what choice do you make now? And, And so this is where when you're true to yourself, you don't get caught up in all the fear mongering. And through the lockdowns, there was a lot of fear mongering and there was a lot of light workers that actually got caught up in the fear-mongering and complied and uh and and their
1: energy spiraled it's, down. Isn't it isn't it wonderful how clever how clever that whole COVID scam was? And <laughs> I I have no doubt that it was a scam. For those of you who are yeah. not aware, I moderate four global meetings a week of some of the world's top medical scientific experts. It's was a scam and it was driven by fear. And I just saw a piece of news this morning from a very reliable source that on the 9th of March 2020, Donald Trump, and I've seen the texts, Donald Trump had said, COVID's nothing to worry about. There are 37,000 to 70,000 people each year die of the flu. COVID's nothing to worry about. It's Six a cold. days later, he went hard on lockdown. He like like the president of Hungary, Katalin Novak, and Jurid Varga. He was pressured.
2: Mm. Yes,
1: you yeah. know and this and this and the light. And you say the light, the light workers got seduced. So, what's your take on that? What? How could people have been seduced by these lies of government, Linda? You know, what's your sense of that?
2: Well, they they stopped listening to their soul.
1: Nice, so- nice. So you yeah. know. Stop listening to their soul. That's a great important principle. I want you to ram that home again. We have to reach in here, don't we? That's what just that's what your message is. You yep. have to listen to your soul. L-
2: listen, listen to the messages that are coming through and you've got to quieten the monkey mind in order to receive those messages and the insights and the ahas and also your feelings. So, you know, we have tens of thousand thoughts in our head every day and also don't even listen to the media. Don't listen to all that garbage that's put out there because that's another way of them dumbing you down and and getting caught up in the fear. So what feels true for you? And I knew, you know, as soon as the lockdowns happened, it was like it's just a cold you know this too shall pass and i was trying to encourage people don't get caught up in it don't get you know and uh though yeah <laughs> then then i was called a conspiracy conspiracy theorist and you know lots of other and it's like okay so just encouraging people empowering them to listen to what feels true for you and make the choices that make you feel strong and and, and don't give your power away to others or even mm.
1: um and, and that's and that's by by coming on, by sharing your message here mm-hmm. and in this program, each hour once a week, mm-hmm. I want people to come here and if whether you're listening live or on a recording, mm-hmm. I want people to come here and be reminded remember and there's an interesting line around the word remember Mm. become a member again of your spiritual side you know don't be separate from your spiritual side and and then we need that reminder so Mm. what do you what else do you do in terms of vibrational do you do any what or what have you found useful in your own life for healing tools in the journey
2: well there's several so meditation Mm -hmm. Uh, There's lots of different types of meditation, even connecting with nature and just going out, standing on the grass bare feet and just feel. tell,
1: Tell me, tell me about that. The ground that's called grounding, isn't it?
2: It's called earthing. Earthing. Yes.
1: Excellent. So tell us about why earthing can, you know, I've been doing it for many years. Why? What is it about earthing? What's, you know, give us an explanation about I want you to inspire our audience to do it.
2: Okay so you're you're connecting with the earth so it's like you're sucking up the um positive ions it's a bit like you know going to the beach and you've got the positive ions from the ocean and the beach and uh so the ground and the earth also has positive energy and bringing and sucking up and you can use your intention just bring up that energy up through the soles of your feet because at the soles of your feet you have a little spinning chakras they're energy centers so and you bring it up through your body but you can also open up the top of your head and connect to the cosmos and bring that energy down through your body and that's how you can heal any pain any illness any disease it's like okay what's going on in my body because i created it um, and, and this is the same when my mother created cancer in her body. I said, well, you could, you created it, you can uncreate it. And so it's all emotionally based. But when you get to the root cause, then you can shift the energy and transmute it because it's, we're all energy. And so if there's a blockage that is causing illness or disease, you can transmute the energy just like that. And that's how powerful you are. And and that's what I remind people of is that how powerful they are, how magnificent they are. And as a spirit, as a soul, that's who they truly are. They are just full of unconditional love. But then coming to this earth, they they gave that up and became dumbed down and and then stopped believing in themselves. So it's all um. Y- Yes, that's right. Reconnect, re-remember who you are as a soul.
1: Yes, we've given our power away to our minds, not our souls.
2: Yes. And
1: our minds is where fear comes from. And so we've discounted the soul because the pressure that's been put on you by the medical fraternity as well. You see, the medical fraternity doesn't want people like you talking about this. You know, Uh that... no they, my, don't, they don't want cancer cures without drugs
2: well there is a cure but then he was squashed as well because there's no money in it you know and all the fun, yeah yeah don't get me started with so that.
1: coming so coming back to these yeah. techniques so we've got meditation we've got earthing so everybody onto the ground please spend spend time each day tapping into the energy of the planet and there's a wonderful movie that explains that pretty well uh, produced by Foster Gamble that I often recommend to people called the Thrive Movie, T-H-R-I-V-E, Thrive Movie, and is a wonderful analysis of the energetics of the planet. Okay, another technique yep. before we, in a couple of minutes, we'll go for a break, but just, just unpack a couple of these.
2: Well, and and when you're Bringing in the energy, you can actually um, bring in the energy field around your body. You can clear anyone else's energy out of your field. Um, It's cleansing, rebalancing your chakras, your meridians. Uh, If there's any pain in your body, just put your finger on it and drain the energy. And that's another way you can instantly... uh, release any pain or tension and also ask the pain what's its message it, it, you you created it so what's the what's the purpose i love that i love that ask, the ask pain your pain ask your ask, pain what's the- ask it, what's its purpose what's its message and and then just shift the energy of it And then you can do the same with the food that you put into your body as well. Everything that you eat, everything that you drink. And and well, let's get
1: to that. Let's get that to to that in a moment. We'll we'll turn to the food. I was hoping we would be touching on that. Mm -hmm. So we've got to go to a break. I'm with Linda Joy Ben. Great to have you with us. We'll be back after these messages on TNT Radio.
0: With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Joe Biden is fortunate that Pinocchio is a children's story and not reality, for if it were, his nose would be so long it would stretch not to the moon, not to Mars, not even to Jupiter, but to Pluto and back. Joe's been an inveterate liar his entire life. He lies as though lies were the very oxygen he needs to survive. And now he's told the biggest lie of all, that until November, Americans will know that the border is open because of Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. No, Joe, the border is open because the people that are running you want a permanent Democrat governing majority and they think that this is the way to get it. It's not. We're going to put an end to all of this. And as the president promised, we're going to see the most amazing and massive deportation effort in American history. We want immigration, but you gotta come here legally. If you're here illegally, there's the door, and out the door you go. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's news talk, TNT. When a crisis hits, close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines, ready to serve, healing, nurturing, Rescuing, protecting, inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you, the Nonprofit Alliance. This is Mind Medicine on today's News Talk. TNT Radio.
1: Welcome back. We're now with Linda Joy Ben talking about food. So and it was interesting looking at uh, Timothy O'Shea's commentary on the border. <laughs> for Joe Biden to blame Donald Trump for the illegal immigrants rushing across the border is the, the, look, it's the classic Stalin line. Make the lie big enough and repeat it often enough and people will believe it. So, back. let's talk about Food. Linda, tell us about your perspective. Give us some insights, or what? How you think about food? Your practices around food.
2: I I love food, and I've always made healthy choices, and and this comes back to well, my passion for nutrition. Plus, I've studied food combining. I've studied eat to your blood type. But it was interesting. I could. See, growing up in my family, I had to eat everything on my plate and it was the meat and three veg and I didn't necessarily like that food. So when I left home, it's like, oh, now I can make my own choices and that's when and because I also had an eating disorder, that's where I really started studying to understand what my body required and this is what I also teach people is you can muscle test on the different foods that work for you because everyone's unique and you can look at your blood type, And but it, it, we're all different. So there's a lot more to that. But what in general I would say Eat clean. Stay away from anything that's uh, sprayed and preserved and added additives and flavorings and colors and um, and all this artificial stuff. Mostly in a packet, and just eat clean. Clean uh, fish, veggies, at, meat, at,
1: at, or as or as um, as John Doctor John Tickell famously has been saying for the last thirty years in his book. Everything in everything in moderation except sex, laughter, fish, and vegetables. Thank and so right. yeah. and, and, and so that's right. And and also eating in season is an interesting one. Now you also mentioned blood type. You know, I, I was reminded of eating that slogan, eat right for your type. So there are there's so much knowledge to be had, isn't there, around What makes this amazing body function? And if our minds were powerful enough, we could put anything in here, it would cause us no harm. But our minds are just not that powerful, are they?
2: Well, and and this is where my teacher from um, 20 years ago, she said that when she was travelling that they'd just come out of the Amazon jungle or something and and ended up at a donut shop and that was the only place they could Fine. And it's like if you use your mind and put all your intention that from that donut, you will get all the nutrition, vitamins, minerals, aminos, everything that you need. Your mind can change the energy of that food. It's the same when we drink water. It's like you can, and and Dr. Emoto talks about this, if you put your intention of I'm going to infuse love into the water before I drink it, Well, because our bodies are 80% water, well, then you're going to drink more love. And this is, again, how you can heal your body. It's all done with your intention. And this is where you can take your power back. But also make the choices that, you know, feel good. So and it's not about denying yourself. You said moderation. Absolutely. Because sometimes we can be so strict and so stringent and so discipline that it's we lose the joy of being human and and so it's like make food fun and and it's an enjoyable occasion and then enjoy the the taste of it and if you're eating in that energy vibration of like oh my god this is amazing it's like Whatever you're eating, it will be digested easily and you will get all the energy and the nutrition from that food. So how you're thinking and feeling at the time that you're eating um is really pivotal as well. Yes,
1: I love I love it. How you think and feel at the time you eat is pivotal. Yes. I, I really urge that idea. I've known that for a long time, but it's beautiful that you say that so well, how you think and feel at the time of eating is pivotal. Yeah. Now, how on earth did you get to interview Dr. Phil, the famous Dr. Phil, who I believe is not on TV these days?
2: So I was part of, um, well, I was in LA, part of a, a program and, and so I got to interview Dr. Phil. I, I saw him on a couple of, well, two years in a row. And I was on stage and got to ask him a question about the, well, he's very much in, in line with the mind, body, spirit, and, and especially when it comes to mental health, and I asked about the wellness programs, how important it was for wellness programs for corporate and their employees, and and he took everyone through an ex a visualization because the visualization, this is where the power of the mind, we we can change the state and how we feel instantly just by. And visualizing the outcome. And this is how people create their goals. It's like focus on the outcome already achieved, and you've got the result. If you can see it, feel it, believe it, taste it, touch it, you know, in your mind, well, then that's how you manifest the outcome that you want. So Dr. Phil's yeah, philosophy is very much in alignment with my philosophy
1: and and is he uh, i haven't seen him around he sort of was big for a while and he's not to be seen now. am i correct there or not dr phil because he raised some very interesting issues but then i i saw a conflict and they threw him they threw him off am i correct
2: yeah i haven't um
1: okay we won't we won't we people. won't go there now give us some give us some tips on resources books you know what? What wonderful books have really inspired you? That someone, you know, because hey, I need something to read or something to watch. What's what's your recommendations? Other than doing a program with you,
2: right? Well, there's a, a ton of metaphysical books, though. Any. Um, well, there's a lot of personal development. Ina Segal has um, Ina Segal and. Uh, how, do, how do you
1: spell Ina, Ina? Segal? Ina,
2: Ina. I N N A S E G A L. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so. Uh, Louise Hay and uh, the body is the barometer of the soul. These are all about showing you anything that's happening in the physical body has an emotional aspect. So this is where you can take your power back in regards to your health and well-being and, and understanding and learning how to shift the energy yourself. And, and a lot of it is forgiveness as well. So... Mm. A lot yes, of pe- tell
1: us tell us about forgiveness because you know this the the when someone does the wrong, a lot of people walk around bearing grudges, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So give us give us some insights onto forgiveness because if you're walking around with a grudge, that's going to create negative energy in your body, surely?
2: Oh, absolutely. And any of the. Well, if you look at the scale of emotions, it was written by the book um, David Hawkins, Power Versus Force. And in the book he shows a scale from zero to a 1,000, 500 is love, and then you've got love, peace, and joy, and then 700 to 1,000 is enlightenment and consciousness. But 200 and below is your anger and fear and shame and guilt and so anytime that you're feeling these emotions like anger well you're lowering your energy vibration it also lowers your immune system it also affects your health and well-being long term if you hold on to the anger and and so what I say it's If someone does something to you and you hold on to that grudge, it's the snake that may bite you, but it's a poison that you keep inside that will kill you. Mm. And so it's like, you, you can clear that energy and just send them love. And what I do for clients is actually take them through, a, you know, a, an exercise to connect with their soul and um, soul the soul of the person. And then that's how you can resolve a lot of the emotion around whatever the circumstance is. Um,
1: so you help them have a conversation at a soul level with the person yeah. who has hurt them, who has upset them. Well,
2: that's one of the the, the things. Yes. It depends on... The that,
1: that's, a good, that's a good example because I, I've done a number of those techniques. I've done a lot of personal development programs over the years, and I urge everybody to stop thinking that, you know, what wherever you've come to at this point, that there's a magic trick that Linda's going to give you or I'm going to give you or, you know, there's, there's some because that's what's sold to us by the by the medical profession if you're not well not happy take the happy pill like as easy as that and and this forgiveness issue there are so many techniques that we can just keep so learning many. but it oh. comes from that desire to keep learning doesn't it
2: A- absolutely and I mean, I've just got a whole smorgasbord of tools because we came here with a toolkit, not a first aid kit. No one's broken, no one needs fixing, but we have many tools. And so over the decades, I've collected many tools and I just pull that tool out for the individual that's appropriate and priority at the time that I'm working with them, either in a group setting or one-to-one. And and I also intuitively bring through messages in the present moment as well. So it's customized depending on the situation circumstance.
1: Well, and- as as I say, you know, you're a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. This conversation <laughs> that you and I have had has never happened in the history of humanity. This precise conversation and similarly your interaction with anyone that you're working with one on one and with a group is a unique interaction. Absolutely. So so what's your vision over the next 5 to 10 years if you can share with us. You know what you know in terms of your purpose what mm. I, what are you hoping to achieve. By the way your website is lindaben.com correct? correct. Linda, yes. com. Yes. So give us a give us a 2 minute taste of what you're building?
2: I'm building a community of passionate individuals who are ready to step up to the new version of them, of themselves, to step into their power, to elevate the energy, to accelerate who they are being as a soul and actually be the better version of themselves Because all the work I've done in the past has all been on trauma and helping people to overcome trauma, though there's so much trauma on the planet that there's not enough practitioners in the world to resolve the trauma. So it's like, well, we're a new energy now. It's 2024 It's and we're a new being, we're a new species. So who do you choose to step into, let go of the old story, let go of the past because the past has no energy. I'm from a boating family and as the boat moves through the water, what's keeping the boat moving is the present moment and the wake that's left behind. It has no energy or power. So that's the same as our past. It has no energy or power except the power or the energy that we give it by constantly talking about the same story and the trauma. And what that does is just bring it forward. But who do we choose to be in the future and step into that? And that's how my what my vision is to help humanity to really raise up to who they came here to be on their soul's mission, on their soul's purpose and step into that. We all have a story, but who do you choose to be now and in the future? And and that's more empowering um, than all the previous stuff that we've done in the past.
1: Beautiful. I love it. Linda Joy, Ben, thank you for joining us. And by the way, I forgot to say at the top of the show, Happy Chinese New Year for those who haven't yet been wished it. I should have done that. Yesterday was New Year's Day. Today is the next day. It's the year of the dragon, everybody. And that's my year. I was born in the year of the dragon.
2: Oh, fantastic. And I encourage everyone, ride your dragon and just fly with the wings and (laughs) and elevate, yes. Thanks, Charles.
1: Ride your dragon and be inspired by Linda's work. Her website is lindaben.com. Check it out. And the last thing on on those, what age people do you work with, all ages, kids, teenagers as well, or predominantly adults? Yeah,
2: mostly adults.
1: Right, okay. We'll just be we going to keep moving, but... Thank, thank you for that. Congratulations on your journey. Well done on having the courage to pursue your truth and for reminding us of what we need to do. All right, everybody. Thank you, Thanks Linda. Thank it's, you. it's great to have you here. So I remind you, visit my Charles Coves show. I'm up to episode 186. Today I'm talking about politicians who tell blatant lies. I remind you of the pressure put on the president of Hungary Kotalin Novak and the Justice Minister Judith Varga to grant a pardon back in April 2020, 2023 to a pedophile. They were pressured. More to come out of that story. Have a wonderful week. Live with passion. Find your passion. Thanks for being with us. Stick with TNT. I'll be back with you next week. Bye.